Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying Jeremiah, that's Yirmiyahu chapter 43. We are still discussing the events surrounding the uh, capture of the city of Jerusalem and destruction of the city and the temple by the Babylonians, the immediate events that occurred after that with the appointment of Gedaliah as the governor of the remaining uh, uh, people in Judea and we learned of the assassination of Gedaliah and we left the end of last chapter with our the remaining Jewish people in peril in a difficult situation which a dif- with a difficult situ- uh, decision to make. They um, were afraid that when the Babylonians hear the news of the assassination of Gedaliah, they may come to come back to um, Judea and uh, blame them for the murder of Gedaliah, who was the Babylonian appointee, appointed governor, and therefore suffer at the hands of the Babylonians again. Or and or they were looking at the so staying in the land had that danger, and then they also. Um, were considering uh, running to Egypt, who uh, often we've seen the people look to Egypt as a counter way to counter power to the Babylonians and maybe be safe there and find refuge in Egypt to live there. In the last chapter, the people asked Jeremiah, they asked Yirmiyahu um, to pray to God to find an answer to their problems, and Jeremiah came back to them with the answer that um, that what you should that 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 you should stay here in Judea, don't worry about the Babylonians. Um, when they will understand when they come that you were the victims of this assassination of your leader, as opposed to the perpetrators, and that the perpetrator is Ishmael, the the as the one who actually assassinated Gedaliah, who ended up running off to the king of Ammon for refuge. Um, you do, you do not need to worry. Don't abandon the land. Stay here. There's still hope to stay here. However, if you go and you look, instead of looking to God and trying to rebuild this land and looking to God first for, <clears throat> for protection and, 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 and trust, if you decide to put your faith in the Egyptians, it's not going to help you. You're going to end up dying. If you go to Egypt, you're going to end up dying in battle. And he kind of hinted that, that the Babylonians are stronger than the Egyptians at this point in history. And going to Egypt won't save you because when the Babylonians attack Egypt, you're going to get lost there. Now, um, <clears throat> the people had promised to listen to everything Jeremiah tells them. However, Jeremiah sensed that they had already made their decision before they asked the question. They wanted him... Jeremiah to give them a stamp of approval and say, yeah, God says go to Egypt. But they had already decided to abandon the land of Judea for Egypt. Um, and uh, so um, let's start for 43 verse 1, and which begins with the response of the people to Yirmiyahu, um, how they responded to his 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 instructions to stay in the land of Judea. By he and it was Kichalos Yirmiyahu when Yirmiyahu finished the Daber Kalam speaking to the nation, as called the very Adonai Elohim, all of the words of 
the Lord their God, Asher Shalacho Adonai Eloheihem, that um, which the, the the Lord their God sent to them as a response to their query is called Rameila, all of these things which we have just mentioned before. Now it's it's odd and it says Elohehem, their God. It's not a usual language. However, it makes a lot of sense in this context. If you remember, and I emphasized this in the last podcast, that the people kept on referring to God when they talked to Jeremiah as the Lord your God, the Lord your God. And Jeremiah kept reminding them, no, God is the Lord your God. He's the God of all of you, of all the people. He's not just my God. I don't happen to be this magical prophet that has some magical God that he can talk to and manipulate, that he's mine but rather he is your God. So over here it emphasizes and said, Yermio had spoken to the nation the words of Hashem, their God, the, the, the people, the God of the entire nation. So it's deliberately choosing that language. Um, however, the people, so he finished his speech and the people did not like it. They did not like what they heard. Vayomer Azariah ben Hoshaya, Vayochanan ben Kareach, Yochanan ben Kareach being the leader, and another one of the leaders named Azariah, Vicholha and Hashim Hazedim, and all of the, um, it's hard to translate Zedim, Zedim would be, I've seen arrogant people or insolent people, people that were just, and they're arrogant because they had just said in a pseudo humble way, pretending to be humble. They said how much they would um, listen to everything God says, but then, of course, they, they are ignoring whatever God said. And what did they say to Yermiyahu? You're lying. The, the Lord our God did not send you to tell us not to go to Egypt. Clearly, they already made their decision to go to Egypt. They didn't like what they heard, and they and and they said, "You're a liar." Now remember, back when in the temple was still standing, how Yirmiyahu was at several points accused of being a traitor, a traitor to the Babylonians. Now these people seem to have some respect for Yirmiyahu, and they um, and they because they knew Yirmiyahu had a long history of being a loyal and important prophet all the way back to the days of Josiah through the days of, of several different kings. So accusing Jeremiah of, of being a liar is, is, is a pretty audacious. Um, uh, they might not like what they hear, but saying out loud that he's a liar. So they, in the next verse, they kind of qualify it. They, they realize a little bit that, that, that calling him a liar is, is pretty audacious. So... They therefore come up with a theory that really Jeremiah is with us. And, but he, what he's saying, he's saying because someone else is convincing him. And who is that someone else? Jeremiah's loyal assistant and scribe, Baruch ben Remember Baruch ben we heard when, when Jeremiah wrote the scroll back in the days when the temple was standing in the days of Yehoiakim. Jeremiah wrote a scroll telling the people that if they don't, if they don't improve their ways, that the time, that the city is going to fall to Babylon, he gave it to Baruch ben Neiria, and Baruch ben Neiria was the one who read it out in public, and then the king, after hearing 
that Baruch ben Neiriah had read this scroll out in public. Uh, remember back then they even asked him, Are you, did you really hear this from Jeremiah? Did Jeremiah really tell this to you? And Baruch ben Neiriah said, yes, I wrote it down word for word. So you're able to see that already back then there was this suspicion that Baruch ben Neiriah was writing all these prophecies and giving all this advice, this pro-Babylonian advice from the beginning, and that they thought that maybe Jeremiah really wasn't saying all this stuff. That maybe Jeremiah was really not so pro-Babylonian as it seemed. So they're again coming back with that same accusation. It's Baruch ben Neiriah who is, who is inciting you or um, who is against us. Because he wants to give us over to the Chaldeans, his friend, in order that we end up dying and the remainder of us to be exiled to Babylon. So, so you see this thing again that they refuse, they have this mixed respect for Yermio. On the one hand, he's a venerable sage. They know his old history. They know who he has been, advisor to kings, prophet, etc., teacher. But he's saying things that they don't like, so therefore they want to blame someone else, and they blame Baruch ben Eriyah, which is similar to what they did back then a couple of chapters ago. So therefore, because they thought of him as a liar, Yochanan ben Kareach, the general, did not listen. And none of the leaders of the soldiers or none of the people listened to the advice of God to stay in the land of Judah. And therefore, in the next verse, So Yochanan, the leader, and all of the other generals then therefore took the remainder, all of the refugees, and they took that had gathered in Jerusalem under Gedaliah to try to rebuild he then now took Lagorbert Judah to come rebuild in the land of Judah. He took them all to Egypt. Verse 6, at Agvarim, he took the men, at the Nashim, the women, we had Ataf and the children, we had Benot HaMelech, and the princesses, the daughters of the king, we had Kola Nefesh Asherhiniach, Nevuzer Adan And everyone who survived the butchery of Nevuzer Adan, the, the chief general of the Babylonian army, at ben Shafan, all of those who had gathered under under Gedaliah, and he all so he took them all. and he also took along with him Jeremiah and Baruch ben Now, exactly why Jeremiah himself went with them to Egypt is questionable. It, the the simple reading of the verse would most suggest that it was that he took them all. So it basically took them against their will. He said, you're coming with us. And Yermio really didn't have, and Baruch didn't have much of a choice in the matter. The rabbinic tradition teaches us that, that, that Yermio was, did not like this decision, but when he saw that his people were going to Egypt, he felt that his responsibility was to the people and to stay and to continue to try and teach and to continue and try to lead them in the right direction. And by, if he stayed in Judea, there would be no, there'd be no Jews left, no, no people of Judea to teach and no people to talk to. So he decided that even though he did not like this decision and he vehemently argued against this decision, but once the people decided to go, he decided to go along. Um, 
A third possibility is simply that, you know, once the people left, Yermiah really didn't have much of a choice. Um, uh, you know, this, these are the people he's living with, and they're gone. So he went. By Avoer, it's Mitzrayim. And they all came to the land of Egypt. They did not listen to God's advice. And they arrived at the Egyptian city of Tachpanches, which it's not exactly clear what city that is. However, it would be a city near the border of Egypt, one of the first cities that they would reach when they reached the land of Egypt. And in Tachpanches, God gave the word came from God to Jeremiah to taste the people as follows. So Yermio is still not, now he's left the land of Judea, um, but he's still taking up the role of the prophet and still trying to teach the people what the word of God is and what the behavior it is that God wants from them. So God tells him, and as we had several times, uh, to do a symbol which the, which would be uh, 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 used as a teaching tool, and and this is this this is what God wants Yemio to do. Verse nine: Take in your hands large stones, utimantom bamelet bamalbein, and I want you to cover them in the uh, form that makes bricks, in the thing that makes bricks. Asher bepetach beit paro betach panches. That which is in the um, uh, there's the 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 pharaoh the the pharaoh had, paro had palaces you know in different towns in Egypt where I guess he would stay at different times so there was a Beit paro in Tachpanches in the city so that would be probably one of the most prominent buildings in the city I want you to take those large stones and and put them into the the uh, mortar or the uh, um, uh, the clay or whatever it was that they made these bricks out of, put these big stones, embed them into the entranceway of this prominent uh, pharaoh's palace. And do this in front of the Judeans. So, so in other words, call people and tell them, come look and watch what I'm about to do. And then... You will teach them the following lesson. This is verse 10. You should tell them. So says the Lord God, the God of Israel. I am going to send Nebuchadrezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant. because My servant, not because Nebuchadrezzar was such a great righteous man, but my servant because God had chosen Nebuchadrezzar to be the one on the ascendancy, to be the one who is ruling the Middle East at the time. And I am going to place his throne on top of these stones that I just uh, uh, concealed in this wall. And then he spread out his um, his Scepter. He ra- he will raise his scepter over them. This word shafrir is variously translated as a, in different ways. Some are translated as a tent. However, we know from uh, 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 linguistic historians uh, that in the um, in the Akkadian language, which would have been the language spoken by the Babylonians, the word shafrir means. Uh, a scepter, the king's scepter. 
So Natana, it's almost certain that the idea of Shafir being a tent, and there is no equivalent of this word in the Bible anywhere else. So clearly Nata et Shafriro Aleham means he will raise his scepter over them. In other words, the king of Babylon will conquer this place. In other words, what he's telling them is, I warned you, you ran to Egypt because you wanted to escape Babylon, but Babylon is going to come right here to Egypt and end up attacking this place. And then when he comes, He will strike the Egyptians, Many that will be killed in war will be killed, And those that he wants to capture and send away in slaves will be enslaved, And those who are to die by sword will die by sword. And he, as was common back then, when one conqueror conquered another country, he attacks the houses of worship of that country. I will, uh, all, of the, all of the houses of worship of all of the Egyptian gods, he will burn them down and carry them off. What that means is he'll destroy the buildings and whatever wealth, gold, treasures are inside, which often is to be found in houses of worship, He's going to take that bounty away. The Ata et Eretz Mitzrayim, and um, he will um, wrap the land of Egypt. Uh, uh, just in the same, in a similar way that the uh, shepherd wraps his garment. Um, uh, in other words, he he he'll come. He'll, he'll raise his scepter, he'll cause destruction, he'll take the wealth of Egypt, and then he'll put on his coat and go home. It's kind of like, uh, you know, go home in peace. It's like you go to a, a party, then you go pick up your coat, put it on, and leave. That's the image that he's playing here. Veshibar et matzvot beit shemesh. We know one of the main gods of Egypt was the sun god. He is going to then break down the matzvot, the... Um, the uh, Amatseva um, uh, is a uh, translated as an obelisk, but these um, these uh, either buildings that were that were made as monuments, the monuments that were made to the in the house of the sun god Asher Mitzrayim, he will smash them down. And all of the houses of the gods of Egypt who will burn in fire. In other words, you came here to escape the Egyptians. But you're, I to escape the Babylonians, but the Babylonians are going to come right here, and the Egyptians are not only not going to be able to protect you, but the Egyptians themselves are going to suffer a terrible defeat. This was the prophecy that Jeremiah told the people in Egypt, and um, this concludes chapter 43. Thank you so much for studying chapter 43 together, and uh, we will continue in chapter 44 with more of the... Um, events of the prophecies of Jeremiah in to the people that went with him to Egypt. Thank you.